In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. We give thanks to God for He granted us the ability to gather again together in His house this year and to celebrate Palm Sunday with all of you. Last year, we celebrated Palm Sunday, just a group of us clergy in the Church of St. Mark and Los Angeles. We're still a feast, we're still joyous, but I tell you that there is nothing like celebrating a feast at home, my home church, with you, with everyone, with the congregation being here, and we are thankful for the Lord for He has granted us that we'll be able to gather again and rejoice uh, together. So before I start, I just wanted to express my thanksgiving to God and uh, for this and for all of you. May God uh, make it a blessed feast uh, and a time of uh, joy for all of us. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, one God in you. The Lord Jesus Christ, today he enters into a house in a city called Bethany. And the word Bethany means the house of suffering. However, even though the Lord he enters into the house of suffering, but yet we see that the gathering today is a very joyous and a very happy occasion. And that is to show us that the true joy and the true happiness is not in the outside circumstances, but in Jesus dwelling in the house and Jesus in dwelling in our hearts and our homes. Whenever the Lord is, their joy will be. Wherever the Lord is, this will, happiness will be. Regardless of what circumstances that is surrounding us in the outside. But today I want to focus with you on four personalities that were existing in this house. And let me focus on the positive one. I don't want to speak about Judas Iscariot today. Believe him. Later on, he does not deserve wasting our time in discussing this guy, okay? So let's to focus on four other personalities and see what we can gather from those four personalities. And in fact, those four personalities that I will speak about today, they all gather or they all uh, show us a character or a specific character that needs to exist in every follower of Jesus, in every Christian person. Every Christian person needs to have in him those four people. Who are the four people that I'm going to talk about? Every Christian needs to have in him Simon the leper, a Martha, a Mary, and a Lazarus. Every Christian person needs to have in him a Simon the leper, a Martha, a Mary, and a Lazarus. Let's talk about each one of them for a little bit. It is said that this gathering that took place today, according to the Gospel of St. John, was taking place in the house of Simon the leper. Who is Simon the leper? Some people are claiming he is actually the father of Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, and some other people, they are claiming that he is just one of their relatives that happened to host 
this gathering or this event today to celebrate the resurrection of Lazarus. Why is he called Simon the leper? It's not because he was still leprous, but it is called, he's called Simon the leper because he was leprous and the Lord Jesus Christ helped him, healed him. What does it mean to be leprous? According to the Jewish tradition, a leprosy was considered a defilement. A person who is leprous is considered to be an unclean person. He is not to dwell among people. He is someone who is rejected. And according to the Jewish understanding, leprosy, a lot of times they thought it was an outcome or a result of a sin. So therefore, a leprous person is a sinful person. He is a person to be an outcast. He is a person not to be mingled with. But the Lord Jesus Christ healed many lepers, as we read in the accounts of the gospel. And in fact, when he would heal a leprous person, he would tell him, go show yourself to the priest and then give the offering according to the Jewish law. What is the, 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 the law of a leprous person that gets cleansed? You'll find that in the book of Leviticus, I believe in chapter 14. A leprous person, when he gets healed, what would he do? He would go to the priest and the priest would go outside to meet him because he cannot enter into the temple. So the priest would go outside and he would examine him to make sure that he is cured, his skin looks all clean now and, and, and he is cured from his leprosy. And then the leprous person would bring two birds, asfurin, okay, two birds. And then what would he do? He would give the two birds to the priest. The priest would take one of the birds and he would slay it. And then he would slay it over running water, a stream of live or living water, running water. And then he would take the bird that is still alive, not the one that died, the one that is still alive. And then he would take that bird and he would dip it into the blood of the bird that has been slain with the water. And then he would sprinkle the leprous person with the blood and the water of the dead bird. And then he would let that bird fly over the face of the desert. What is that whole thing signifying? This whole thing is signifying the death of our Lord Jesus Christ and the shedding of his blood. And we know that the Lord Jesus Christ, when he died on the cross, flew out of his side both blood and a and water, living water, right? And that blood of the Lord Jesus Christ is what comes upon us to cleanse us from our sin and cleanse us from our defilement. And then that living bird would fly up to remind us how the Lord Jesus Christ, after having completed the salvation for us on the cross, how he rose from the dead and how he ascended into the heaven. That's the living bird that flies and, 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 takes, and takes off. So the first person that was gathering in that house is Simon the leper. What is Simon the leper? Simon the leper is the repented person on you. You cannot be a follower of Christ unless you are a repented person. 
coming and following Christ and sitting with him in the house while still keeping my leprosy in me, while still keeping my sin that is hidden in me, you cannot mingle, cannot be there. The repented person, and that's why they say the bishop or the priest or the servant is a repented person leading others, leading other people into their repentance. You want to come and, exp and, and feel that joy that existed today in this house of Bethany, you need to repent. And this is the Simon the leper in you. Well, the second person was there was Martha, okay? Martha is what? Martha is the servant in you. Shufu, every single time the Lord Jesus Christ would heal somebody, you've never seen a person that was healed by Jesus Christ that sat still. Have you seen one person that healed, was healed by Jesus and sat still? Even this old woman, Hamad Sam'an, Simon's mother-in-law. You read in the Gospel of Luke that Simon's mother-in-law was sick, taken with a great fever, and they made request of him concerning her. So he stood above him, above her, and he healed her, and immediately she got up and she started serving. Where is the period of recovering? Isn't she supposed to quarantine for 14 days after this, after this fever? Well, Simon's mother-in-law did not quarantine. She got up and she immediately started serving him. Where is the servant in me? Where is the servant in you? Joy is not in being still, is not sitting still. Joy is in sharing the message of the gospel of Christ with others. When you come to speak about God's love, about God's forgiveness, about God's mercy to others, when you bring others to repentance, it says that heaven rejoices over one sinner that comes to repentance. Do you want to save a soul? Then turn a sinner from the error of his way. Isn't that what, what St. James said? Well, if you want to save a soul, then he whoever turns a sinner from the error of his way, huh, then shall save a soul. So this is this is our this is our this is our calling is not to sit still but to preach about Jesus. Well you see I'm not given the the the, the gift of speaking and, and preaching and giving sermon okay did Martha preach or talk or Martha kind of, she was serving, just doing something, offering her love to God and just serving the others and the people that are gathering. Today was a group, it was a truly joyous day because after church, I started seeing youth and people, older and younger people, all flocking to the church and they're coming and they're all serving, people sitting and, and weaving palms. There's a group of some ladies were downstairs, they were sweeping and mopping the floor. Youth were, were, were dusting off all the benches that, that, that were sitting. Everybody was serving, everybody was doing things. I think the Lord Jesus Christ today was very happy with, with all of you that came and served today. The Martha in you. So the first thing we need what? The Simon in you. The second one, 
It needs to be the Martha in you. And by the way, one comes after another. That Samaritan woman who, as much as possible as she can, she tried to avoid people because of the shame of her sin. Or, if I may say, the shame of her leprosy. She was not truly leprous, but we said that leprosy was signifying sin. Because of the shame of her sin, she was trying to avoid people. The minute she received the Lord Jesus Christ in her life and she felt his forgiveness, she could not sit still. She ran back to the city of Samaria and she told them, come and see a man who told me everything that I have done. What, you're proud of it now? You're proud of what you have done? Well, no, I'm not proud of what I have done. But I'm, I'm thankful for God's gracious love that forgive me, forgive me my sins despite of what I have done. And I want to share that with everyone. And I want to make sure everyone feels that and gets to enjoy that. So the Simon in you and the Martha in you. The third person is the Mary in you. Mary, in the midst of all of this, what did she do? She sat by his feet. And she took some fragrant oil and she poured it in his feet. And prior to this, we hear in another incident, when Jesus also entered their house, that she left Martha serving and she sat by his feet, listening, listening to him. This is the, the third thing in you, which is the Mary in you. The one that comes to feel that personal connection with God. Because my experience of Jesus isn't something that I hear in a sermon. I can sit here and tell you all about it. But until you get up in the morning or at night or whatever, and you kneel in front of him and you speak to him, and you pour your heart to him and you feel him talking back to you, it's only then that you will enter into the true communion of love with the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not words. I can talk to you about prayer all I want. I can talk to you about the Bible all I want, but until you experience it for yourself. Who would know what something tastes like until you actually have eaten it? I can sit and explain and I tell you it's sweet or it's sour or it's bitter, but until you come to actually taste it, then you would know actually what, it, what, it, what, it, what it's like. This is the Mary in you. Well, you know what? The devil does not want to give room to that Mary. Devil does not want room for Mary. Why? I'll tell you why. Because he is giving you from the minute you open up your eyes, a huge list of to-do lists. But I tell you honestly, if you sit by yourself and you evaluate this to-do list, I bet you anything you're going to cross out 95% of this to-do list. Because 95% of that to-do list that you have is not essential, is not necessary. It, it, it's not necessary to keep opening up your Instagram or Facebook or whatever. It's not necessary to clear all the notifications on your iPhone. If a notification sits in your iPhone for one day or two days, the phone is not going to blow up, okay? Believe me, okay? If you don't believe me, go check with Apple. They'll tell you it can sit there, and nothing, nothing is going to happen. It's just going to, the number is going to keep increasing. But none of it is essential, okay? But, but we have put that burden upon ourselves 
that we have to do this, but in reality, you don't have to do this. <laughs> Sometimes you don't even have a notification and you still open the app, just in case there is a hidden notification or something. I remember one time we were in a convent in Atlanta and one of the blessed mothers there, she was, she was giving us an example. She said, this is like somebody sitting at his home and every five minutes open the door to see if somebody's there. And then goes and sits again, then open the door to look, see if somebody is there. Well, the door didn't even knock, you know. So obviously, no one, obviously no one is there, okay? And we know how to ignore things. We all ignore spam risk, صح? There's a guy that's named Spam Risk that calls all of us. On our phone, he says Spam Risk is calling, okay? Nobody, does anybody answer Spam Risk? Okay, so we know how to ignore things and to filter things. And sometimes we know how to manage our time. But when it comes to giving time to the Mary in us, the one that sits by the feet of Jesus and just listens to him, and just love him. We don't want to do that. Because we make ourselves busy with a whole bunch of other stuff. So the Simon in us, the repentant person, the Martha in us, the servant person, and the Mary in us, the loving person. What was the last person? Lazarus. Lazarus is what? The alive in us. We're all living. Thank Jesus, we passed يعني, this 2020 in peace up until now. May God continue 2021 and all of you are alive and healthy. But let's really look at the, this term alive. Does alive meaning we inhale and exhale? Does alive mean that we eat food? Does alive mean that we move? That's not what alive means. What does St. Paul says? He says, for to me to live is Christ. This is life. Life is to have a relationship with him. Love, life is to have him living in me and I living in him. Life is to be his image and his likeness. Because you know what? The second Adam fell out of this image, he was sentenced to death. The second he lost this image, he was not considered alive anymore. He was dead. And he was expelled out of the Garden of Eden. Well, Jesus came to restore that life and he became the new Adam, the second Adam, that whoever puts him on becomes life again. Well, you all put him on. We all put him on when we became baptized. But sometimes we deactivate him. And sometimes we activate him. So to be alive is to have Jesus alive in you with everything. To be his image, to be his sweet aroma. Today in the house of Bethany, when Mary poured that fragrant oil, it says that the house was filled with the sweet aroma. I love the Vespers of Palm Sunday because every Palm Sunday, uh, Dr. Ahab brings his special incense. He makes a special incense kada at home. You guys can all probably smell it. The incense today smells super nice, okay? And uh, we continue using this incense 
for the rest of Holy Week and Feast of Resurrection until we run out. I love this tradition because tonight smells different. Tonight feels different. Because tonight, even though we are in Bethany, the house of suffering, but yet the house is filled with this fragrant, sweet aroma, sweet smell. Why? Because if it is in Bethany, if it is in Beth, whatever, if Jesus is there, joy will be there in happiness, and the house will be filled with sweet aroma. May God grant us that we all have in us Simon the leper, the repentant person, Martha, the servant person, Mary, the loving person, and Lazarus, the living, the living person. Glory be to God forever.